Okay. All right. Hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, October 10th, and I am sitting down with you to shoot an episode that I've been transparent about putting off and taking some time because this is by far the most difficult thing that I've ever had to talk about. This is going to be unlike other Cancel Me Baby episodes, but in true Cancel Me Baby form, we are going to be looking at places and bigger picture things here in society and culture that other people aren't and kind of, you know, take a bird's eye view of issues um, regarding the current war in Israel. And another reason it isn't like other episodes, you can probably hear it in my voice, okay, is I'm just like shitting my pants. Like, I've been completely engrossed in this since October 7th, since it started. I haven't really slept, haven't eaten much. I'm just absolutely sick to my stomach, just watching all of the footage nonstop. Uh, it's hard to think straight. And literally just before, like in the, you know, spirit of transparency, I've literally like peed and cried three times before hopping on here. So I'm, I don't want this to be angry. I don't want it to be overly emotional, but that being said, I am coming at this. I am not an expert. Okay. I'm not a historical expert. I'm not a, a political expert when it comes to all of this, but I am coming at this from the view of a woman, a Jewish woman, and a person in the media who has a voice. And I will say this right off of the bat. This is going to be an episode where Cancel Me Baby brings tried and true. I have been pushed to the limit. I know this is such a polarizing, explosive, deeply historical conflict and divided issue, but I have been pushed so much that truly I'm going to say what I'm going to say and I don't give a fuck. Like I said, like a bitch has been pushed. So yeah, cancel me, baby. Like today that is going to ring true perhaps more than ever. And I also want to be transparent with you guys about this show. I, unlike many podcasts that you see, I don't have a teleprompter. I don't have a script. I don't have an executive producer in my ear. It is me. I, I, I am present. Hi. Like I do as much research as I can for you guys to get all of the information to make sure I have all my ducks in a row. And basically what I do is I write out notes and I talk to you in a sort of ad-libbed way. That's very rare that most hosts do not do. I put a lot of time and effort into every single episode to make it something special for you guys and to make it worth your while and to make it something that you can take a lot from. So with that being said, it it is completely my choice to talk about this today. Again, I have no executive producers. I have no assistant producers. No, like I am the team. <laughs> you're you're looking at it. And as difficult as this is, I being an independent platform want to talk about this today because how could you not? It will completely change the course of history. We could be on the brink of another world war. It's something that is, like I said, as a woman, as a Jewish woman, a woman in the media, uh, a woman who's been to Israel and spent time with the IDF, which I'm going to talk about later in this episode, I can't not. And so as sick as I am, as sick as my stomach is, 
here we are. And I wanted to bring it to you in, in my own style because I know everybody, everybody and their moms is, is weighing in on this. And, uh, you know, as usual, no one does it quite like us here at uh, Cancel Me Baby and Talk to Me Taylor. So first things first, and, and that being said, if I ramble on or things aren't as polished or, an, or aren't as like punchy and what have you, I'm gathering my thoughts and going through this as you guys are um, and trying to wrap my head around it. So if it's a little like disjointed or this or that, just bear with me because this, this ain't easy. I know I signed up for this job. And like I said, I solely want to bring it to you, but, um, just bear with me is all I have to say. Okay. So first things first, like I said, I am, I thought about it and I'm, I'm actually happy. I waited, you know, a day or two to do this episode and let everything sink in because all of the footage is just minute by minute. It's, it's literally all consuming. You could spend all day long looking at it as I unfortunately, um, have, and I, I was going to originally give you like a little bit of history of the conflict between Israel and Palestine, which, as I said, as you know, is so explosive, so tumultuous, has been going on for years. But I'm not here to be a history lesson teacher today. Further, you know, there's so much discourse right now about who the oppressors are and, you know, a two state solution and who wants peace and doesn't want peace. Again, this isn't the time or place for that today. I'm happy to have that, you know, open and honest conversation, but this isn't about that today. So first things first is the absolute sheer evil that we've seen that literally feels like it can't be real. Uh, when Hamas infiltrated and invaded Israel on October 7th on a holiday um, and on the 50 year anniversary of the Yom Kippur war. Uh, we've seen absolutely barbaric, inhumane terrorism. We've seen rape. Just before hopping on here, I saw a story of dozens of babies and children being executed, uh, beheaded in front of their parents. Um, elderly, I'm sorry, I'm going to try not to cry. I'm trying to keep my shit together and keep it composed. Wow, we're how many minutes in? We're really, really uh, crushing it. Um, I'm sorry. Um, elderly people being brutalized, killed, hostages being taken. Okay. And we are talking about civilians in their beds, in their homes, these Israelis being brutalized and taken hostage um, tortured, beaten, pulled out of their beds, their own homes, being shot to death in their cars in the streets. Okay. Um, absolute, just barbaric behavior. And if you're living under a rock and or nowhere near this earth, the Israeli Palestinian conflict has gone on for years and it's merely mostly over the fight over land, holy land, but it's been also turned into a religious war. And Hamas is a, a radical Islamic terrorist organization out of Gaza, but very much backed by Iran. And while it's very complicated, it's important to note that this group has no interest in a two-state solution in any peace. They will not recognize Jews, as with many of the surrounding countries and Muslim countries, but let's just focus on this group right now. They are not interested in peace. They want to eviscerate Jews altogether. And 
this to me is not freedom fighting. People saying free Palestine. This is not freedom fighting. This is not fighting for justice. Um, this is not defending themselves. Like if I see one more entity or person or influencers suggest at all that this is Palestine defending themselves, defending themselves from what? This is absolute, like I said, animalistic, inhumane, abhorrent behavior to go into people's personal homes, beds, and be executing, raping, torturing them in the most disgusting, unthinkable ways. So with that being said, now Israel has retaliated. And this is what you're seeing from the media, from all of these influencers, is this theme and the narrative that now once Israel is provoked and they retaliate, but Israel are the monsters, okay? And I will say this, Israel isn't going into Palestine. Palestinian lives and civilian lives lost is devastating. I've seen the videos and it's wretched all around. But Israelis aren't going into Palestine purposefully murdering these babies and these children. They're trying to get Hamas. And I'm not saying in all of this that Israel, and going way, way back, that Israel is completely innocent and doesn't have blood on its hands and hasn't done bad things it has. But I'm talking about the unacceptable treatment of Jews, of women, of elderly, of children that we're seeing. Further, let's call it for what it is. And this is where I'm sick and I'm tired of Israel and its surrounding entities, and forget just the surrounding entities around Israel, since it became a state, the only Jewish state in 1948, and found a home after the Holocaust, okay, is its surrounding entities attempting to blow Israel off the map. Not only the state, but the Jewish people. So this isn't a matter of defending themselves, you know, Palestinians defending themselves. And I know people will say Hamas doesn't represent all of Palestine. I know that. But let's again call it for what it is, is entities surrounding Israel trying to blow, trying to exterminate Jews off of the map, period. And what's sickening to me is beyond the surrounding countries trying to blow Israel, a state smaller than the size of New Jersey, off of the map. Since all of this, we're seeing protests domestically in New York. We're seeing in London. We're seeing around the world protesters saying things like, gas the Jews, end the Jews. So to me, yeah, I'm angry. I'm angry now because... This to me is no longer in certain regards about freeing Palestine, which by the way, if Palestine is given over to Hamas, they are not going to be free. Hamas will repress their own in the most disgusting ways that are nothing that these so-called progressives fight for. You want to talk about women or gays or God forbid trans? Okay. 
And Israel being the only democratic state in the Middle East, by the way, where you can live freely of all of those things. But we are seeing these protesters say all these obscenities. And to me, this is no longer in some cases, like I said, about freeing Palestine. This is about Jew hate and eradicating Jews. And it's absolutely disgusting. And what's really gross to me is I've seen, first of all, lack thereof, right? Lack there of any energy from the keyboard holding social justice warriors who are bent out of shape because of a latte made the wrong way because they're trans or because of the word like field in a curriculum because it could trigger feelings of slavery, right? Where is the energy for this? This is the most blatant, blatant, disgusting violation of human life and human rights. And when I see, this is what's so disgusting to me, the lack of messaging coming from celebrities, companies, CEOs, entities, what have you, right? Like, interesting, why are you guys quiet now, but you're willing so quickly, again, for somebody to not be acknowledging a tree the right way, right? You 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 insulted that tree. But further, seeing all of these things that, oh, you know, I'm condemning Hamas, but, and I'm sick of it. It's always a yes, but when it comes to Jews. Do you notice that? It's always a yes, but. And so for me, all of these influencers, like don't even get me started on Black Lives Matter, what they've said, the bigotry there, posting about this is Palestine, fighting for their sovereignty, and again, freedom fighters and defending themselves and being complicit in the barbaric acts, to me, you truly are missing part of your brain. Like, I don't know how else to say it. And being complicit in looking the other way in any way, shape or form is something that I just truly cannot wrap my head around. This is the equivalent Given that Israel is smaller than the state of New Jersey, the amount, first of all, this is the biggest slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust in one day. It is the equivalent of about 35,000 Americans, how many Jews have been killed thus far. You know who had it right, I have to say, was Obama. Obama came out swinging and said, you know what, here to support Israel defending themselves again against basically the world trying to blow them off the maps and everybody surrounding them trying to blow them off the map as a state smaller than New Jersey since their conception, okay? But he said, you know, here's here's like all hopes for Israel dismantling Hamas versus all of this BS I'm seeing from like AOC and the squad, which is like cease fire and de-escalate. No, no, sorry. No, I don't, I, I don't think so. No, this is a clear and cut fight between evil and innocent, what you're seeing here. And anything but is absolutely sickening to me. And this is where the media is so disgusting because they, if you look at headlines and I've I've looked back to back, I'm talking New York Times, I'm talking Washington Post, I'm talking CNN. If you look back to back of headlines with this, versus something like Black Lives Matter or Ukraine or Asian Lives Matter. With those issues, they're so empathetic and heartfelt. And with Israel, it's like cold and it's indifferent. 
or it's painting Israel again in this narrative as if they are the monsters, the the antagonizers and the villains here. And it's also because for the most part, let's be honest, and this is where it's so sick because for the most part, conservatives are pro-Israel. And so when you look at the left-leaning mainstream media, it's like you are so against the conservative narrative that much that you're willing to go this far. Like, where is your humanity? Where is your humanity in all of this? It's absolutely foul. Someone who spoke to this, which I don't even know why I'm giving this lady the time of day, but I think it's important to realize because not only what she posted, but seeing all of the feedback and like riling up that it caused is Mia Khalifa, who's a well-known porn star. She is Lebanese and she's just posted the most vile, disgusting things saying th there was a picture of Hamas uh, terrorists. By the way, that's the other thing. What is with the media saying, oh, militants? No, these are terrorists. They're, let's not get confused. Let's be very clear. So she's posted literal photos of Hamas invading and terrorizing Israel saying, this is a Renaissance photo. And can you, can you tell the freedom fighters in uh, Palestine to flip their phones horizontally, please? This is coming from the same person, by the way, who received death threats and was taken up with by ISIS because she performed controversial porn in a hijab. So what exactly are you saying? You want to talk about, like, how, to me, it's just you're so, something inside you is so rotten and broken and you're that disengaged from reality you're going to call, you're going to say these vile, disgusting things, not to mention, and we're going to get to this. How do you think that you would be treated as a woman and as a porn star by Hamas, by the way? Luckily, she was publicly fired. I don't even know what she's doing, right? I don't know, and I don't care. But she was publicly fired, uh, thankfully, by someone condemning it, saying this is absolutely disgusting. You need some serious soul searching, and it probably is too late for you, right? Um, which I agree with that. And I feel like many Jews relate to this right now. And this is something, again, that people talk about behind closed doors and in the shadows. So remember one of my recent interviews, I mean, I'm sorry, in one of my recent episodes, I talked about a, a recent Rosh Hashanah service that I'd gone to, which is the Jewish New Year. And in it, there was a really beautiful sermon and the cantor, which is the counterpart to the rabbi, get a little Jew at Jew today and and sadly on the other side of that is how um like anyone care to talk about how temples hebrew schools like all of them are evacuating on high alert here even in the states right and this is a little sidebar but even when i go into temple i even when i did that night recently rosh hashanah it's like i look around and i think like anything could happen at any time and it's i look around it's like being on an airplane and i'm like where are the exit doors um so that's the reality right but that people don't uh like to talk about because people don't like to acknowledge that uh anti-semitism and hate against jews who are a minority is real um because again of the pervasive uh jew hates something that the sermon that this Cantor talked about in the sermon though that pertains to all this and it, it's crazy because i've been thinking so much about it since then and then here we are with this is how anti-Semitism is perhaps 
one of the most bigotrous and pervasive sentiments in culture that is either brushed under the rug or is again, look the other way because we're always hearing about other types. Right. And that's because you know, you have people like Kanye West peddling the idea of like Jews are all like, you know, they're running Hollywood and, and other ideas. It's like they're successful and, you know, doctors and lawyers and all of this. So it's like it excuses it. Again, it causes people to look the other way, but perhaps it is the most pervasive, like long withstanding hatred in our culture. But again, we're not hearing about it nearly as much as all the flashy, buzzy ones. Right. And I really think that there is truth to that. In fact, anti-Semitic hate crimes have gone up 36%. And that was in 2022 alone. So now I can only imagine. And it's really looking at like, why is this? Like, again, plain and simple, if I sound angry, but I'm not trying to, I'm fucking so sick of it. Like, I'm so fucking sick of Jews being slaughtered and killed and people justifying it in any way shape or form i'm fucking so sick of it so something because of the sermon that it prompted me to think about and again we hear it we're talking about it of course in the wake of george floyd and i know people are bringing him up a lot in the reckoning that happened there in the uprise because when things like this happen naturally and that's one in you know current recent history so immediately, even after the sermon, I was thinking about all this. And after that, like the whole reckoning and, and the U.S.'s history and all this. And I did a little, you know, research and I don't want to compare tragedy to tragedy. Right. And again, this is where it's like, you can have compassion and empathy for both, but it's like, if you do so much for one, like where is the, where is the complete and utter disgust and outrage for the other? So for example, right. Take slavery. So in 1860, there were 4 million slaves in the U.S. Now, you could even, and again, abhorrent, absolutely inhumane and disgusting, the worst thing by far that the U.S. has ever done. And now, however many years later, we're still paying for that, right? And that is going to always be in the fabric of U.S. society and something that we're going to have to reckon with, right? And people could even argue like that's worse than being killed because you're just live you're just a living, breathing prisoner and enslaved and have no sovereignty over your own own life. But when you think about the Holocaust, it was 80 years ago, only 80 years ago, and six million Jews were slaughtered, thrown into ovens, and killed. So again, I'm not saying one is worse than the other. But I'm saying if you're as outraged by slavery, which I hear about every single day now, why don't I ever hear anything about the Holocaust? It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to mean one is worse than the other. It's all around tragic and horrifying. But why aren't I ever hearing about it again? I am sick of it. I am plain and tired, plain old sick of it. And here we go again. Here we go again, 80 years later where it's always a yes, but it's always a justification. Think about this. We saw so much global outrage over what happened with George Floyd, 
who was a career criminal, but was unjustly killed nonetheless, right? And I, as a white woman, I can't imagine, and I don't know, I'll never know how it felt as a black person in America to see that video of him being killed. And that video was grueling of him out in the daylight, you know, calling for his mom. It was awful. Yet that caused a genie that just could not be put back in the bottle. And so how could, if, if, if seeing that caused all of that outrage and seeing this now, the horror and the inhumanity against all of these people doesn't cause that same reaction. I don't even know what to say. I'm at a loss for words. So this is where people who are so quick to type with their little tw Twitter fingers about every, you know, injustice or civil rights issue that they've seen and they're quiet about this or they justify it by cheering on solely cheering on Palestine again I can understand having empathy for both but truly shame on you and Barry Weiss said this so perfectly and I reposted it because I like I was like I can't say it better myself but again when we see every other day Asian lives matter trans lives matter black lives matter you know, entities, celebrities putting out videos, sobbing and statements, you know, organizations and this and that. And for this, people need time. You need time. You don't have to post or you don't have to this. It just makes me sick. I don't understand it. There's no justification, period. There's none. It, it's almost like the mainstream narrative or the cool thing to act like Israel are the monsters and are the oppressors and not the other way around, which is why you even have people like Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner posted a, a pro-Israel statement and immediately took it down because she got so much flack. So number one, it's like, have the balls. But number two, again, the lack of humanity to me is just really sickening. And again, if I see one more headline or you know, MSNBC contributor, call these Hamas terrorists committing genocide, documenting it, putting it all over social media while cheering God is good, executing innocent lives, calling them, you know, militants or excusing it, or in some way, even a subtle way of inferring like Israel asked for this, you are truly making my stomach turn. And again, like you actually need a lobotomy and need to get your brain checked. So moving on from that is the blatant, um, I'm trying not to cry, I'm sorry. The crimes against women and the misogyny that we're seeing here. So if you haven't seen it so far, I've seen women bleeding so profusely um, from their pants because they've been raped so violently. There was a story the first day, October 7th, of a music festival in which two, about 260 people, young people, were just slaughtered and women being violently raped next to their friends and piles of uh, corpses before being executed. Stories of women being raped with their moms and parents called on the phone to hear them crying out for help. Um, the first day, I saw one of a woman who wasn't even, uh, wasn't an Israeli, uh, was a, a German woman there for the festival 
who was brutally mutilated, disfigured, raped, and was paraded around Gaza by Hamas, cheering God is good with people um, spitting on her. These are just some stories. And if you don't have the compassion to think about what that would be like for yourself, your sister. I know a lot of you who listen are moms, if that's your own daughter, like the complete lack of any human dignity. It's just abhorrent. And at this point, this is where, again, I'm not saying that in its past, Israel has no blood on its hands and isn't at fault for things. That being said, I will to the death defend Israel defending itself. Again, from people trying to eradicate Jews off the planet. But whatever Israel has done, none of that, none of that excuses this type of behavior towards human beings. And even further, we've seen elderly women kidnapped, held hostage, forced to pose with guns. I saw a story of an Israeli woman today who found out about her grandma's execution because Hamas brutally executed her in her own home, took her phone and uploaded it to her private Facebook page. This blatant disregard for human life and barbaric acts towards women. And this is where you guys know I've been really outspoken about me too and all, you know, feminism and all of these women's rights. And this is where, sorry, it is absolutely disgusting. If you are somebody who was bent out of shape about Harvey Weinstein or about, you know, a skeevy exec who made a pass at you in your company or at work, and you're now silent about this, there is truly no excuse for you. There is no excuse for you. Let's talk about, for example, someone who recently spoke up about blatant, pervasive so-called misogyny, but Marin Morris. This is, again, an example of out-of-touch, ignorant, virtue signaling. She is somebody who's gone on a blanket statement, has gone on this whole PR tour, making a whole big hoopla about leaving country music, claiming everybody in country music are a bunch of misogynistic, racist, homophobic, transphobic people, okay? If country music, by the way, an industry that's allowed you to thrive in your American dream as a woman, become rich and famous and successful, is so misogynistic, makes you so infuriated. I have, I've searched high and low. I have not seen a single fucking peep from this girl about any of this, about women bleeding through their pants from being raped so brutally. Innocent civilians, okay, by barbarians. I'm sorry, it just doesn't make sense to me. It absolutely doesn't make sense to me. Therefore, all of the people on here claiming go Palestine, yeah, free Palestine. And again, thousands of innocent civilians and casualties in Palestine and Israel are going to die because of Hamas and because of this. 
But don't act for a second like what you're rooting for is progressive in any way, shape, or form if Hamas takes over, like I said, Palestine. We're good luck where they have women and children brutalized, building tunnels, labor, things you don't even know. And that's progressive to you. And by the way, there is a case to be made for Palestinians being pawns in all of this. You think the Middle East or Hamas for that matter, give a fuck about Palestinians? They know that they're going out to die. Why do you think Hamas puts their own cells under schools and under places like that? So when Israel retaliates, it's, oh, look at Israel and, and, and you know, when they're trying to get Hamas. But no, Israel, again, are the antagonizers and, and the monsters here. But further, all of this and having Palestine an open, you know, air prison and having them suffer, they are used, I would argue, as pawns to, again, show how bad and horrible Jews in Israel is. But I would urge all of these people, again, who think that they are on the right side of history by going up against the oppressor that they think is Israel, to look at all of this, how a woman would be treated, a woman in your life, a gay person, God forbid, a trans person. And these are the same people, again, wearing black dresses on red carpets and people fired up at, you know, inconvenient, what they see as, you know, unjust things. Where is your outrage? Where is it? All the pussy hat wearers, you know, the smash the patriarchy cheers. We hear it all day long, how hard it is to be a woman in America and how oppressed women are and how they aren't treated, you know, equally or fair. Where is the outrage? Where is the feminist outrage, period? So again, I want these people to ask themselves, the people who are bent out of shape and eagerly tweeting at some of the most minuscule things, how can you possibly see women being violently raped, dozens of babies being taken from their mother's arms and beheaded, elderly people, being ripped from their home, executed, children, toddlers being taken and held hostage, pregnant women, people dying and again, being held hostage and ripped out of their own homes, slaughtered, tortured, murdered. How can you see all of that? And again, even in the most subtle way, justify it at all. What makes it okay? These are the same people who are crying. Like this isn't a 2002 tweet calling somebody fat, okay? Which gets me to my last kind of point here is our really insanely entitled society of whiny brats who are so out of touch with reality. And it's how it's, it's truly decaying our culture. When I was in Israel, I spent time with the Israeli Defense Force. And they are, at the time I was 24, 25 when I went there, and they are kids. And at the time, like kids like you and me, listen to the same things we listened to, you know, did the same activities and adventures and hobbies and went out with their friends. And next thing you know, they're summoned to go into war. Could you imagine 
some of these kids now here that we see with this privilege, they would never be able to hack it. And it just makes me think like it really puts things in perspective. You know, I recently, funny enough, I was actually prepping before all of this happened. I was prepping uh, an episode. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a clip of Candace Owens that went viral because she spoke at a college and it was a Turning Point USA um, event. And she did a whole speech and then did a Q&A. And when she opened the Q&A up to the floor, it was, you know, student after the next kind of like going at her and antagonizing her, saying things like, you know, your presence here makes trans kids feel victimized. And, you know, there have to be places on campus because they feel unsafe and all this and all that. And she says so plainly, life's tough, man, get a helmet. And it went viral. And even people like progressives and people on the left were like, yeah, right, exactly. And it's true. It just goes to show that we are in such an, I think social media has a big part to play in this because with Facebook and all these social media platforms, giving everybody a voice. So they think that their point of view and their experience is the most important and trumps everything. It's like destroyed the fabric of our society. I mean, I work on my new side hustle in the service industry, my parents are, you know, in the service industry to a capacity and like the entitlement of the everyday person when you're dealing with customers is that it's unlike anything, right, that we've seen. And when you think about these kids, again, it's like, put yourself in their shoes ever since that this happened, like imagine strapping on one of those uniforms and having to go into war. You know, you hear about stories right now too. I've been listening to podcasts and what's going on in different hosts. Half of them are like the people I know over there, my friends, my family, they are either missing or they're dead or they're called to duty. And when I was in Israel, we spent a lot of time with these, with these kids and it's just what they do. They don't complain. And they just do it as a duty and as an honor. And I tried on an IDF uniform and I posted this on Instagram, but it was truly one of the, I'll never forget that feeling. It was one of the truly the greatest honors of my life. And being, you know, a whiny privileged brat at some liberal arts college, you would never know, like put on that uniform and actually like be in the mindset of having to go into duty for the ultimate sacrifice, stepping, actually stepping into that. These kids could never hack it. I mean, think about it. I was really I'm thinking about all this and it's like, our, our kids are so coddled, are so whiny, are so out of touch. Here are just some examples again of, of, of what, what these people have an idea is, is social justice and civil rights, okay? And, you know, politically correct and all this, like Roald Dahl, how could we forget in his novel and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory in his story, you know, changing the word fat to enormous because fat is offensive, right? To fat people. Or the fact that the word field was removed from USC curriculum earlier this year because field could be triggering because it could make them think of slavery. It's like, are you guys serious right now? Are we, every word is going to offend somebody in some way by that logic. Even Stanford, at one point they had suggested uh, removing words like American, immigrant, and grandfather 
from curriculum because those words they'd suggested were harmful language. In fact, in 2018, 90% of colleges had a safe space for kids to go. And you think about what's going on over there. It's like, get a fucking grip, get a fucking grip. People are getting pulled from their fucking beds, children in front of their own parents, family members executed in front of one another, women raped in front of their mothers, in front of their friends next to piles of corpses, some of them being friends. And you want to complain about feeling unsafe on a college campus because you dyed your hair blue today. You need the, the, these kids need a serious fucking reality check. I'll tell you ever since this started happening, I go to bed and I look out my window and I look at the view I have just so thankful for having being in peace here and the privilege that we have being in peace and as women and as people being in our bed safe tonight looking out and not having thousands of rockets and missiles aiming to wipe us out this is their reality i remember when i was in israel when we went we started at the north northern end and traveled down to the south and ended up in tel aviv and we were in the north, we were up kind of on a hike in the mountains and we could hear bombs. And to, I'll never forget it. To them, they were just like, oh yeah, like not indifferent about it, but it had become so accustomed to normal life there and being attacked. I just couldn't, and still to this day, wrap my head around how that just became accustomed to everyday life. And so I think about these kids who are, you know, have their panties in a wad over the most minor inconveniences. And that just goes to show you how entitled and privileged our kids are here, that they feel oppressed by a mundane word or a pronoun. Believe me, the people overseas would be wishing to have those quote problems because the reality over there is gruesome. And it's unlike anything we've ever seen. And the sad part is we are seeing the hate against Jewish people, like I said, seep beyond the Middle East or that concentrated area. It is everywhere. You know, you're seeing these protests saying, take Israel, Israel out, take the U.S. out. Don't be so comfortable, you know, in your, in your castles, in your warm beds at night, thinking that this won't happen here next. I'm not saying to this extent, but it's a real problem what we're seeing. And as a Jew, and I'm sure many Jews can relate to this, I'm also very proud because time and time again, Jews have been, have proven to just be so resilient in the face of adversity, you know, to Obama's statement of dismantling Hamas, you know, I hope that they do. I hope Israel does like goodbye, good riddance. I, I can only pray. And, and the fact that Israel's surrounding countries try so hard and are approving to put try very hard to to do just that and blow them off the off the map. It does scare me. It scares me. It's like, will they be successful? And I have faith that Israel will again come out on top and pull through. And if people continue to be lukewarm or see both sides or be complicit or brush the brutality and inhumanity and slaughter of Jews under the rug, 
what does that mean? What does that mean for me as a Jewish woman? What does that mean for you? What does that mean for the safety of people here? It feels really far away until it's not. The anti-Semitism and the hate that I'm seeing clear as day against Jews, it's it can't be unseen. And to all of these social justice warriors who think they are so high and mighty fighting for the little guy, I'm not saying that you can't fight for peace and prosperity for all groups, or in this case, both groups of people as they deserve. But Israel, Israel isn't trying to eradicate an entire group of humans like the other way around. There is no defending it. There is none. Yeah, yeah, I condemn this, but Israel had it coming. There's none of that, period. None of this is ever okay. So with that being said, I thank you guys for bearing with me. I know that this was a really tough one. I know it was more somber than usual, went a little longer than usual, but I stand by everything I said. I know a lot of you have reached me, you know, coming at it from both ends. Um, but, but many of you reaching me wanting to be vocal about all of this to speak for them. And I'll just say this, it's also sickening to me that Jews feel like they can't speak up right now, again, because it's not the cool thing or the media narrative or the politically correct thing. And that is disgusting. And to that, I say like, I have your backs, but it starts with us. And I urge you all to speak up, whether it be in the workplace or with friends or with family, it is not okay. And it starts with us. I know that this is a really long-running, complicated, complex, multiple sides, multifaceted issue, but I appreciate you guys sticking along with me through this as I process it all. I love you all. Um, some things to think about here and know that I have your back always from, you know, your little Jew girl here at Cancel Me Baby. I love you all.